Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. I'm your HIV positive host, Miss Jennifer Levon, and I'm back to share some post Thanksgiving joy and some pre Thanksgiving stories and some HIV disclosure information with regards to laws and my personal thoughts on it all. So thank you for choosing me and thank you for listening. Oh, perfect timing. (laughs) I really did not plan that. That is time for me. It is time for me to take my Devado. It's well past my time. I kept hitting snooze because I was busy getting ready to record. So uh, Devado, here we go down the chute. I hope I don't burp because I just drank seltzer water. Actually, I have a handful of other things I'm going to take all right now, which is going to make me tired because I've got a sleeping pill in here, but we're doing it anyway. Hold on. Mm. I'm definitely going to burp. I just slugged down a bunch of seltzer water with a whole lot of um, bubbles in it. Oh my goodness. Um, I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving. I did. It was really mellow here at my house with my kid's dad and my son. And that was it. It was just the three of us. So I just cooked for the three of us. And um, you realize when you make Thanksgiving dinner that it is really just a bunch of carbs. It's all bread and sugar. (laughs) There's just no way around it. And there was no stopping the eating. Like I just, after I ate my first plate, I, you know, took a little portion of each thing wanted to try just the little of each thing and then it's like that went down I don't even know I think it took like a minute and a half to eat everything on the plate I'm like oh my gosh and I made ham and I don't eat meat but if I'm gonna cook food then whatever I've cooked I'm going to eat I didn't do the turkey because it was just the three of us and it's a lot of work and they had these hams at Costco that were just a big hunk of ham like for 10 bucks and it was kind of like shaped like a triangle I don't want to know. I'm sure it's his butt or part of his leg. It makes me sick. But anyways, um, so yeah, we did the ham. And so yeah, I ate some of the ham. And um, as my ex-husband likes to say, he says I sneak meat um, because he knows I don't really want to be eating meat. But (laughs) if it's there, sometimes I will eat it. So yeah, I had a little bit of the the meat. Um, It's not the healthiest meat, of course, but the rest of the dinner is just garbage, really. But you know, after that first plate was down... Then, of course, it's plate number two. And then you're like, well, I made pie. I mean, I've got to eat that. So I, you know, I start eating the peach pie with the vanilla ice cream. The pumpkin pie wasn't quite settled yet. I actually bought one that you had to cook. And those are actually not that easy to make because it's very watery and it has to set just right and be cooled down for it to be. It still isn't good. It's been in the refrigerator for a day and it just never really got that solid. So I think I did something wrong. But anyway, um you know, and you're full and you're off schedule and you're like, it's still kind of early. And there seems like it's like Chinese food. There always seems like there's room for more. So then you go around with your fork and you're like, just a little bite, you know, right out of the containers or whatever the serving, you know, trays or bowls and some of the stuff I just had on the stove. So I'm like a little spoonful of mashed potatoes and some stuffing and cranberry sauce. And then I'm like, I'll just have another roll with butter. You know, it's like, oh, let me wipe up some of those uh, mashed potatoes with the roll. It's like, you just can't stop. And then you're like, you know what? Does it even matter at this point? I'm not dating anybody. Who cares? I'm just going to eat whatever I want. It's not like like I'm going to gain like five pounds from like eating whatever I eat tonight. So, um, yeah, I felt kind of guilty, but I kind of didn't too. So yeah, I pigged out 
And um, I did end up going to the gym today, and I felt pretty good about that because I haven't been, I haven't been able to go recently just because it's just my work schedule is a little difficult right now for me to get to the gym, and I don't like to go in the evening. It's just not the right time for me mentally or physically or anything. I just don't have the drive to go in the evening, and I know it's really busy there at night, and I just don't. It's like a different crowd, and I don't know. I like the morning crowd. It's chill. I kind of see a lot of the similar faces. But anyways, I haven't been going because of work, uh, just a weird schedule. And um, so I did go today because I was like, I've got to go like I've got I can't because then you get like really kind of like you start to feel like you don't belong there anymore and that you're not good enough to go work out and everything's going to be hard and you're going to walk in there and feel really intimidated. And you start getting that mindset set and then it like makes it harder to go. Um, literally, I've done that where I've sat in the parking lot and like been like, not wanting to go in but then I get in there and I'm fine and everything goes fine and then I'm actually super happy that I'm there and everything goes as planned and I don't know it felt really good to be in there and I was like okay I'm gonna get back on track and start going like pretty much every day to every other day make an effort to go at least for a half an hour um so yeah it felt really good to go to the gym and um my lovely daughter Joey joined us later in the evening she was working at the boardwalk she does stock there and I don't know I guess they really did need everybody all hands on deck because they had everybody at the boardwalk working it was actually open yesterday which is crazy for those that don't know the Santa Cruz Beach boardwalk um, is a famous place here in Santa Cruz near where we live we're not directly in Santa Cruz but my daughter works there which is just kind of ironic because growing up um, I grew up in near Redwood City San Carlos which is basically halfway between San Jose and San Francisco um, in the Bay Area. And like, that was a big trip for us every summer was to go to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. It was about an hour from where I lived in San Carlos. And it was our big summer trip. We'd always go to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. Of course, if you've seen Lost Boys, same thing. And um, oh, that's right. My friend Scotty came here from England. We did meet up and uh, we had dinner and we, oh, it was cool. He got to, he got to see the boardwalk. That's like his favorite movie is Lost Boys. So he got to see the boardwalk and the train trestle where the guys hung from the train trestle. And I guess they dropped into the, I think it was like the fog, but you know, that had to all, that must've been Hollywood. I don't think they truly were hanging from the train trestle, but, um, anyway, um, yeah. So Santa Cruz was like this place that was a big, big deal to us growing up and we didn't have a lot of money. And this was like, I'm sure my parents saved a lot to go do this every year and get a nice little place by the beach. And we were usually there like during the 4th of July and stuff. And so anyways, how ironic that I live over here now and my daughter works there. It's just, it kind of blows my mind. It's like so neat to think that my daughter works at the boardwalk. I mean, it's not the fanciest job, but it's kind of perfect for what she needs in her life right now. So, and she's, you know, she goes to work and I'm really proud of her and um, she doesn't have like social anxiety there and a lot of things that she's dealt with in the past. So it's been a good job for her. But anyway, so she came later and um, yeah, I'm off work at the moment, which is really nice. And um I'm just uh, catching up on stuff right now, doing some house things. My ex-husband was working on the very last room to put flooring in today. So the whole upstairs is going to be done by tomorrow, which is really nice. Um, I had a, had a couple funny, I had a funny story that I wanted to tell. I was telling my mom this. I'm like, boy, my, my old age is setting in. I'm going to tell that story first. 
and then uh, read a message from last time I did a podcast about somebody who was testing for HIV. Um, I'm back on Tinder. I know. I I really thought I wasn't going to, but I am back on Tinder. I'll get into that. Um, and then I'll get into the HIV disclosure laws. Um, so <laughs> I was leaving work. I work at an elementary school at an after school program. And um, I was walking down to my car and it kept clicking my alarm and I heard the alarm, whatever. But it sounded weird. And I thought, oh, God, I must have done something wrong. Like I left a light on inside the car or something. I thought the battery had gone down because the, the beep just didn't sound right. And so I walked down to my car and I like, I go to put, I'm thinking I'm doing the beep, but the door's not opening. So something's wrong. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to stick the key in the door and turn the key. But I stick the key in and it doesn't go in all the way. It only goes like halfway. So then I just didn't even try to go left or right with the key. I just pulled it out because it didn't seem right. And then I'm looking at the car and I'm like, wait, maybe this isn't even my car. And I'm like, no, I look at the ski racks on top and I look inside. I'm like, those are my things. Like, that's my car. Okay. So I go, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try the key again. So I put the key again and realize, you know, I never use a key to open my car. I always use the alarm, you know, the, the fob. I do the, the, the double click and it opens up, but it wasn't opening up. So I'm like, okay, so I use the key again. I put it in. I realize that's just as far as it goes. This is the key and that's how it works. So it does open the door and I'm like, all right. And I'm still like wondering if this is my car or not. And I get in and I'm thinking, okay, well, the ex it's not going to start. The, the battery must be dead because the door didn't open when I hit the button on my fob. So I start the ignition and it starts and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, why didn't it work? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me that I kept clicking the button to lock my car. I was clicking the lock button over and over. No wonder it wasn't opening. I'm like, I told my mom, I said I had a real senior moment today. Like, I really thought <laughs> that it was someone else's car, first of all, and that I really thought that... Um, that the battery was dead and <laughs> it started <laughs> miraculously, <laughs> but yeah, it was me. Um, yeah, just losing a few brain cells as I get older and older. So that was, um, a bit of a funny one. I don't know. I found it funny cause it was like one of the, like I really got myself. <laughs> yeah. Like funny one on me speaking of, okay. So yes, I went back on Tinder. I was just going to do it for the weekend. I made a new account and I even told myself, I'm just going to do this like just through the weekend for the entertainment purposes only. I think that was two weeks ago. I haven't gone and met anybody yet. I had an offer today, but it was so last minute and it was like to come over and he I mean, he's 32. Like we've talked through text, but a very last minute want to come over in hot tub and it, like he's on the west side of Santa Cruz which is like 25 minutes from where I'm at and I'm freaking tired I'm an old lady I mean it's nine o'clock I'm so tired I'm like I'm sorry I can't tonight but rain check like I'm like I just I don't I don't have it in me to go do that plus I haven't met him yet so it's just that's a little mm, it's a little too much to ask for um you know not knowing him yet so anyways but so I'm, I'm on Tinder and I cannot believe I did this. First of all, I just wanted to see who was out there. Of course, 
there are so many, and I hate to say it, the same fucking losers, but then I'm on there too. So I guess I'm one of them. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's so depressing because you'll go out to Trader Joe's or Home Depot or Costco and you see like several good looking dudes and you're like, okay, so there are other people that like exist that are good looking that I would want to date that aren't on Tinder. Like these guys actually just live normal lives and are not on Tinder. And then there's the Tinder crowd that just seem to like never leave. It's the same fucking guys. There are some guys I've shared on my close friend story on Instagram. I'm like, I am so sick of seeing his fucking face. Sorry, my swearing, but I, there are certain people I'm so sick of seeing their faces. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Same pictures, same smile. Like I no. but because I made a new account, they all come up again and then they're seeing me again. And maybe they get that same feeling about me too. Like, Oh, there's Jennifer again. Ugh. I also put my age as 48. I thought, you know, I had <laughs> put something on my Instagram about that I had lied about my age because I am 52 but I had shown on my Instagram that um what my tinder profile looks like and I and I know that my age on there had said 50 I've actually <laughs> deleted my account since then and made another one even since then so since getting back onto tinder um I've deleted my account once and then made another account and so anyways I had said on my Instagram story I lied about my age, sue me. And then someone wrote to me and they said, how old are you? And I was like 52. And they said, and that's lying. You like went two years back. Like that's not a big lie. And I was like, you know what? I'm so goddamn honest that I really thought like I was really being super dishonest by putting myself as two years younger. And I thought, you know what? They're freaking right. I don't want to even be 50. I'm going to make myself 48. So I did. I went back and um, deleted my account when I just decided that enough of my matches had, had dried up as far as conversations or just n no one saying anything um, or just looking like fake accounts. And that's the other thing is that I'm like, okay, I pretty much you get a feeling right away of who's fake. And then also you kind of always have that in the back of your head that th these could be fake because I know there's so many bot accounts out there. Um, so unless you like get somebody's number, which I do have this one guy's number, this, the hot tub guy, um, you know, then it's really, I don't know. It's probably, there's a good chance that it's not real, but anyways, I thought, yeah, I'm going younger. So I did, but before I deleted my account after coming back onto Tinder, I wrote, to this guy. And, um, well, I was going through my messages and I thought <laughs> there was one that I hadn't answered yet. I was like, Oh, I haven't answered him. So I wrote back, Hey, sorry, just saw this. Are you still up for meeting? And then I went back and I went to tell my girlfriend or something, something about the message. And I wanted to read her his first message to me. And when I opened it up, I realized that all of the mes messages were in the same color. And that's when it dawned on me that I had written back to myself in his messages. Like, this is what happened. I sent him a message. I said, hey, are you nearby? Come grab a drink with me tonight. And I put, wow, that was ballsy of me. I put two glasses, you know, the emoji of the two glasses um, ch doing cheers. And then I said, I'm in Watsonville. I don't know. But when I went back to check my messages, uh, I don't know, four days later or something, 
I thought that was him writing to me. And so I opened it up and quickly responded and said, hey, sorry, just saw this. Are you still up for a meeting? So I'm having a full like conversation with myself in this guy's DMs. So I was so mortified. I had to um, completely unmatch him because if he opened that up, he would see that I wrote to him and then I answered as well. <laughs> so friggin' embarrassing. I honestly don't even remember what he looked like. That's how fast these things come and go. But <laughs> I was like laughing so hard. I'm like, Jesus, I'm losing it. I need to pay attention. <laughs> pay better attention. So, um, okay, let's go to Orlando. Oh God, I didn't want to say his name. I think I did call him Orlando. I think that's okay because that's not his name on Instagram. So this is the guy that wrote to me last week. Um, bear with me while I bring up his name. Okay, there it is. Okay. So this is the, I'm just going to read through the messages. Um, and this is how it all went down. This is what he wrote to me. Hi, hope all is well. So I've watched a few of your videos and I've been experiencing symptoms such as a lot of night sweats. Listen to these symptoms. Swollen lymph nodes, genital rash, bumps on my face and neck, which disappeared, loose stools and a mouth ulcer, which also disappeared or appears to be white. I've been reckless in the past, having a couple weeks ago slept with sex workers unprotected um, and I think I might have something. Is there anything or any advice you can give me? I think your videos are great, by the way, and I'm 100% heterosexual. Other things I've noticed are blood red eyes and low-grade fever, but a few other symptoms have come and gone. I've booked an STI test that I'll take in a few weeks from now, and I'm a bit anxious about the results. I wrote to him and said, you won't have HIV because you are with women. Let me know your results results. I'm 100% about this. Gave him a thumbs up. He said, I went for the test last week, Friday, and I have to wait another week for my results. They gave me a hepatitis B vaccine, though, because they said I was high risk. They said I was high risk. And he says, I'm in the UK. I said, why did they think you were high risk? And he says, and I said, because you had sex with women. And I put a laughing emoji. They're very, very wrong in that case. And he said, they think I'm high risk because I've had sex with escorts. I said, not high risk at all. You will not have HIV. They are women. And I said, ugh, I hate that they don't know this. I had sex with my boyfriend for a year before I knew I had HIV and he was negative. Women don't, I said, don't transmit. It's incredibly rare. Um, and he says, yeah, in the past, I believe that anyone can get it and it's very high risk no matter the gender, but your videos changed my views, I guess. I'm not as scared or it's not as scary as it seems, but I guess I'll find out my status this week. At this moment, I'm unsure what to think. I may not have HIV, but I could possibly have something else. So then he writes back on Tuesday. He said, hey, I just wanted to say I got my results and they were negative. But thanks for the advice and stuff. And you're doing a great job with your content. And you also taught me a few things as well. So yes, he did end up being negative as I very easily predicted. That's not a tough one. I don't care if her job is an escort or not. It's still a female. The parts are still female. It's still anatomically nearly almost impossible for a woman to give it to a man. And um, this is something that I wanted to play. I had this on my Instagram story 
uh, last week. This is from Kita Warrior, who happens to be in the hospital currently. Oh, did I not save that? I think I did. Okay, here it is. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so she's in the hospital for COVID, and uh, she wanted me to hear this. Hey, so you can... Uh, play this message for people if you want, but so I've been in the hospital for COVID. Um, that's why I have a weird sounding voice right now. And my uh, doctor had noticed HIV on my uh, chart, of course, and decided to talk to me about it. And we got into talking about transmission of the virus. And he said, women don't transmit that. He says, definitely male to women or male to male. He goes, it's very unheard of. He goes, the only time you've ever heard of a woman transmitting it wasn't sexually. It was through drug needles. And I was like, that's funny. He goes, no, I worked on the pandemic with Dr. Sweet, who is my doctor, by the way. He, er, he said back in the day, and uh, he said, women just don't transmit the virus. Heard from a doctor. So there you go. Yeah, so it's pretty much what I always see. And even like statistically, I found the um, this, the CDC report from 2020. It's like a 121 page report on HIV and new infections in the US. And I think it was page 61 is where I found um, hetero men. I think it was white hetero men. But if you like, I mean, it wasn't easy to look at on my phone, but if you scroll way down and then go over to the right and look at this column all the way over in the corner, you will see that um, 270, well, it was white men, um, hetero white men were uh, of the part of the almost 40,000 new infections of 2020. So out of 38,000 infections, 270 of those were apparently um, hetero, white hetero men. Do you understand how small that percentage is? It's really, really small. And then if you think of just in general, you know, again, I always throw out that 300, 300 million people in the U.S. and we're talking 270. I mean, more people are struck by lightning for sure. Like this is just crazy. So, or maybe not, but you know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. And again, those 270, what's the proof that they're truly only having sex with women every single day or how often that who, who's to say that they aren't having sex with men and that they just live hetero lifestyles and do this and private, but of course it's, you would never ever admit to that because you wouldn't want anyone to know, especially if you're living a hetero lifestyle that you have sex with men on the down low. Of course, why would you do that? Your whole life would change. So it's so much easier just to blame it on a random woman or um, a hooker, as they always say. So um, yeah, but that's not the case because I just don't see that happening with what I see with women who have HIV. And then if you look at who really is transmitting HIV, it's male to male. And the statistic between men was, um, you know, of the highest percentage. I mean, that's always what it has been. That's why in the 80s, it was all gay men dying. That's why it was their community dying, because it's how they have sex, because it's high risk. It has nothing to do with them um, personally, you know, needing to have that virus like that you know, it wasn't a personal attack on them. It is just how it's transmitted. And that's just how it's transmitted. It's easier through anal sex, bottom line, 
I didn't mean to say bottom. Um, but you know what I mean? So anyways, yeah, that's how it's transmitted back and forth. And then, um, between men and then we somehow lasso a few of those men and we get it from them. And then it basically stops there because come on, please people wake up. If women were transmitting this, the whole freaking world would have HIV and they just don't. So, and I know Africa, but <laughs> I don't want to get into all of that. Th things in Africa are, are very different in the U.S. And there's a lot of things happening there. And they definitely don't do any studies on gay men in, in Africa. And I think some things are skewed. That's because I just don't, doesn't make sense to me. Um, because why would it be any different? We all have the same genitalia. So anyway, and, and the reason I say Africa is because they say it's like 50-50 hetero and um, between men and women, and they say it's only hetero. <laughs> it's like, no, it isn't. Uh, yeah, those numbers are not right. But anyways, and you know, like I've learned in um, Africa from women that have told me that if you and your boyfriend go in and you get test tested for HIV, and you're both positive, they blame the woman, always. It's just cultural. They don't ever think anything beyond that. So the women all think they're transmitting it. So they listen to me and learn a thing or two. But anyways, um, okay, moving on. Okay, before I get into the uh, disclosure information, I, um, I was in touch with somebody that got, got in touch with me. Okay, it's somebody that I talk to all the time. Um, he's a good friend of mine. He's HIV positive, And um, we just run so much stuff each other with regards to dating and um he dates both men and women but he more recently just men um but i just i adore him and he, he just has great advice he's such an intelligent guy and um you know he reached out to me years ago and had been diagnosed and he really wanted to stay private he's still very private about his diagnosis and um but you know it's funny because along the way we just became really good friends and he's kind of like, you know, he's like a really good friend of mine now that I will always like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or, you know, I got to tell you this scenario or whatever. Like he's always good for, it's just awesome. I mean, we've never even hung out in person. I have never met him in person. It's crazy. I feel like he's one of my best friends. Um, but I, tonight I had asked him and I know he's told me before, but for some reason, I don't know why I forgot, but um, I asked him, you know, cause he, I'd put up a picture of me from Thanksgiving, 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 2015. And I said, you know, about two and a half months later, I was diagnosed, had no idea, obviously here that I was going to end up with an HIV AIDS diagnosis in like two and a half months. Um, you know, you never, you look it, everything is like, after you get diagnosed with HIV, everything is before HIV and after HIV or before AIDS and after AIDS. I mean, that's just how you always see everything after that, because it's this, it's a big freaking deal when you get that diagnosis. It changes everything. And so um, he wrote to me and he said, yeah, when I saw that picture of you from Thanksgiving, it made me think I had been in Oklahoma at that time. Um, I think he had, I don't want to give too many details out, but anyways, he had been back home. He had been in the hospital and then he was diagnosed um, later on also he goes so like during that time during thanksgiving he had been really sick and, and had been in the hospital and i said wait a second when were you diagnosed again and he goes i was diagnosed i don't know why i'm laughing but it just is like i can't believe i forgot this um february 23rd 2016 and i was like dude why did i forget that like we literally were diagnosed eight days apart eight 
Like, I mean, we talk about HIV stuff. Well, we talk about dating a lot and just men in general. But, um, you know, we do talk about a lot of HIV, especially disclosure and like how to deal with that and how we feel about it and how people have treated us and stuff like that. Um, so it's just crazy that we've become so close through all of our messaging and, um, and all that. And, uh, I, I freaking like, we were diagnosed eight days apart, eight. Like that is insane. I just can't believe it. It just, it was like, it just hit me. I almost fell over. Like, I'm like, dude, why have I not put that together? I can't believe it. So yeah, he and I are coming up on our, uh, 2016, our seven year anniversary of our diagnosis coming up. Wow. I, I, I should, I feel like I should go down to LA and see him almost just because it's so crazy that, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's neat. And we were meant to be friends. Really, really, truly we were. Um, so, okay. So something came up with disclosure. I don't, I can't remember what brought it all on. Um, I honestly can't remember, but what I had always remembered was that in 2018, a law had been passed in California that it was no longer a felony. If you didn't disclose your HIV status to a sexual partner, prior to having sex with them and that it had become a misdemeanor. So the felony was an eight year prison sentence, but now because of the medication and the treatment that's available today, they turned it into a misdemeanor if you didn't disclose, um, and it would be six months in jail, but here's, you'd have to also transmit and have intent to transmit. Like you'd have to want to transmit. So you couldn't, I mean, obviously if you didn't know you have it, had it and gave it to somebody that wouldn't be, you know, you wouldn't have to disclose because you didn't know you had it. But if you knew you had it, you weren't taking the proper steps to take care of yourself and you wanted to give it to somebody, which is very, very rare that somebody is trying to give it to somebody, um, that that would be intent to transmit. Then, then it would hold six months in jail if they could prove it in court, if somebody took you to court. So that was what I had always remembered. And then something came up and it made me check the laws on what? Yeah. Hi, I'm doing a podcast. What's going on? For what? Sure. What? Like in a half an hour. What? You have to use the shower. That's fine. You can shut my door a little bit. I have to take a that dookie for <laughs> Thank you. Put that in. I'm not editing this out. So yeah, can you just shut the door a little bit so I don't hear the shower? Thank you. Okay. So, um, oh, you locked me in. Um, so, uh, something came up about disclosure and I looked up Lambda legal, Lambda legal. And I was, um, going into, you can look up each state and I was reading what it said. Um, by the way, in Australia, the law is under Australian law, you do not have to disclose your HIV status as long as you are making the proper provisions to prevent transmission. In the UK, two undetectable tests in a row, and you no longer have to share your HIV status. Um, 
the state of Arizona. Um, does Arizona have an HIV criminalization law? No, Arizona does not have a criminal statute that punishes people with an HIV diagnosis specifically for non-disclosure of HIV status prior to sexual conduct. However, hold on, I lost my, there we go. However, all states have general criminal laws, such as reckless endangerment and assault laws, under which it is possible to prosecute an HIV-positive person for non-disclosure of HIV status prior to sexual conduct. Of course, that is if they, you know, it was had something to do with rape, um, they were able to transmit, they did transmit. Okay, so I read that, and then I go and click on California, and this is what it says. Does California have an HIV criminalization law? And it says, yes. California has a criminal law that punishes people with an HIV diagnosis specifically for non-disclosure of HIV stat status prior to sexual conduct. It says, yes, California has a criminal law that punishes people with an HIV diagnosis specifically for non-disclosure of HIV status prior to sexual conduct. A violation of this statute is classified as either a felony or a misdemeanor, depending on the circumstances. You know, just reading that now, I'm realizing that this actually never was updated because it shouldn't have said felony at all. But I read this and assumed because it was Lambda Legal, which is literally like one of the websites that you can go to for, um, I'm going to look it up right now, Lambda Legal. Um, it's one of the websites that was recommended to me years ago um, for information about HIV criminalization, um, but maybe it's for other things as well. I really thought it was all HIV-related. Impact Fund, Lambda Legal. No, this is something else. Anyways, I can't find it at the moment, but I really thought this was a reputable site, so I was going with the information that was in front of me, and I lost my ever-loving shit because I was like, what the F? I have to? Dis I have to? Uh, and, and all of a sudden, I lost my mind because I had always thought, and I'd been telling people that in California, you didn't have to, that the law is on my side, I'm protected, but more than likely I would share my status anyways, but you know, and I'm going to protect myself from them, um, because I don't want anything from anybody else, but I, um, don't feel like I want to always, maybe I don't want to. The point is, is that I don't want the law or government agency telling me that I have to do this. I want to make this decision on my own. And I don't want it to be something where I have like a law that's breathing down my neck, telling me basically that I have to re-traumatize myself by sharing this information with somebody. It's the most stigmatized virus or STI in the world. I mean, there's nothing more stigmatizing than HIV. And I'm supposed to share this information with a sexual partner who might just be a hookup who I'm going to have wear a condom anyway, like, or there's this possibility that I could be sent to jail. I mean, hasn't like the, <laughs> the diagnosis itself was enough. And now I have to share this information the laws telling me this or else I could go to jail. So I start saying some stuff on Instagram about it because I'm, I'm 
really upset. And <clears throat> my friend, the one that I just said had the same, almost almost the same diagnosis date as me, was right after me. He wrote to me privately and he said, it's like if someone wants to hang out with you and you end up having a good time and things heat up, you're supposed to just kill the vibe and be like, hey, by the way, I have a horribly stigmatized STI that is impossible for you to get. It even says not detected on my blood work, but legally I have to tell you, even though I have no idea if you have anything or have ever even tested, but here you go. Here is way too much information about my own personal health that doesn't impact you at all. And I was like, dude, you couldn't have said it more perfectly. So I made a post about this um, because at that time, I really thought that I had messed everything up and that California, um, that you had to disclose. And I was literally like... Um, how is this going to affect my dating? Because really, truly, more than likely, I will share it. But I don't know when, you know, I might, I might not. I don't know. I just, um, you know, I know they can eventually find me on the internet. But, you know, maybe not. A lot of guys don't do social media, honestly. So, um, but I, the thing is, is that I want to make this decision on whether I share it or not. And it doesn't have anything to do with me having sex with them because I can't give anybody HIV. So it really should be off the table. Um, so that's why I kind of don't know whether I really want to share it. But I just said in the post underneath, I said on being HIV positive and trying to date in the state of California, this is the reality we're being. And by the way, there are states where it is considered a criminal act if you don't disclose prior to any kind of sexual activity, um, even if you are undetectable. So Alabama is one of them, Indiana, I know there's a whole bunch, um, and uh, Florida. So I said, we're being criminalized, re-traumatized, honestly, for contracting something none of us wanted nor want to give anyone else. Thank you to my friend who also happens to be HIV positive and understandably wants to remain anonymous for writing this to me. It is so, it so well explains how I feel. Disclosure laws need to change. Um, so you know, of course, I realized later because somebody wrote to me and said, law SB 239 in California is the one you need to look at. That's when it was changed. Um, and so I, I was right from the beginning, but that Lambda Legal had it wrong and, you know, completely messed me up. So some of the comments from that post, this is from the Allison Kugel. Um, I was on her podcast. Um, check her out. She's awesome. Um, and she says, as someone who walked around thinking I might have HIV for three months, yes, three months, I forgot to tell you, meaning me, because she was in contact with me during this time. They kept making me retest for three months before finally clearing me as negative. My biggest concern was stigma. She said, um hold on, I just lost the comment. Um, oh, was stigma rather than my own health. I knew I'd be fine either way, but I felt like the world wouldn't be fine with me. I'll never forget the experience. I hate that you have to deal with this shit. And it's the truth. Um, the world is not a kind place and, um, they're still stuck in the eighties. Everybody is. And you know what, if I didn't have HIV and if I wasn't around all of this HIV stuff, I would be stuck in the eighties too. It's, there's just not enough information out there about HIV. So, um, you know, we have to leave it to, um, you know, our HIV advocates to get the word out about what it is today and the allies that, um, feel that it's important to talk about as well. Um, so let's see other comments I got, um, mm -mm -mm. someone 
put um, Jeff is life 247 said it's not some street disease anymore it's manageable and I have a cousin who lives comfortably with it people know all about their favorite celebrity but are ignorant about something that can actually impact their life appreciate your platform thank you um, and then this guy oh this made me so crazy you should have let your partner know before anything escalates or you should you should have Oh God, I'm messing this up. You should have to let your partner know before anything escalates. Exclamation point. Um, Matt Applegarth tells me legally and respectfully another exclamation point. If by chance he was to contract the virus, it would be beneficial for him to know the possibility of it all. Exclamation point. And I said, the risk is zero. Your response is the problem. You clearly don't understand how our medication works and you're letting fear, stigma, and ignorance dictate how I should act. How do you follow me and not know about U equals U? For one. Um, and it looks like he took some of his comments down because, um, yeah, I don't see the rest of it. He had written more stuff and I wrote more stuff, but it seems like his stuff's gone. Um, I don't want to read hers because she got into mental illness and it was kind of took a turn there. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, there was more from him. So you're okay with being HIV positive and having intimate relations with someone and not telling them beforehand? Question mark. You clearly have no morals or values or even dignity for anyone else's life. This is directed at me, exclamation point. If your medication doesn't work and that person gets the virus, they now have to live the rest of their life with something that he or she could, no, not she, because I can't give this to a woman even if I wanted to, and I can't even give it to a man. But anyways, there's no female to female um, transmissions. But anyways, um, could have easily lived without, exclamation, ignorance, he's telling me exclamation every state should have this law passed exclamation and so i say yep it's my private health information i take very good care of myself and take my medication as prescribed you still don't understand how our medication works many states in the u.s support non-disclosure of hiv as long as you're doing your part to stay undetectable and have no intent to transmit Many countries support this, England, Australia, Italy, Germany, Germany, and again, many states in the U.S. Um, your insults about my morality aren't even important to me. Changing the lives of people living with HIV is or are. You clearly are HIV negative, and your perspective is shaped by your fear and ignorance. Thankfully, I have a lot of support from HIV negative followers who are... Um, who understand the absurdity of disclosing a virus they will never get. I w that I will never give to anyone. Do you understand that I actually test HIV negative? Do you get that? The lab reports show that I don't even have HIV because the amount in my free-flowing blood is zero. It's laying dormant in my CD4 cells and it's been undetectable for six years straight. Nothing out of the ordinary happens when you are taking medication as prescribed. I'm not sure you'll ever get this, but maybe someone else will read this and it will change their perspective peace out. Oh, and I had a restricted comment that I need to approve. It was all hearts. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, 
Someone says, I live in the UK. I don't have to tell my sexual partner about my status as I'm undetectable. At least I have the choice of whether I tell them or not. Doesn't have, Jennifer Vaughn doesn't have that choice. This is before I realized that I had written that wrong in California. I do have the choice. Um, why should she be made to feel like a criminal for not sharing something so personal to her? If her partner had a lifelong condition that didn't affect them or her in any way, would they be made to feel like a criminal too because they didn't share it with her? So yeah, this is p the point. You get it. It's just like, it's, um, it's crazy to think that there are laws when, when we are the ones taking care of ourselves. Like my friend said, you know, it's so ironic that we're being put in this position where we really are made to feel like a criminal when who even knows when the last time the the other person has even tested for anything like and there's nothing um protecting us from them nothing but so as long as you live in oblivion and you never test for anything you're protected by the law but if you're me who actually knows her status and takes care of herself and can't transmit, I'm the same as being with, I'm the same as abstinence, basically, as with regards to HIV. So it's the same. You're never going to get it from me. Same as being abstinent. You're never going to get it if you don't have sex with somebody. You're also never going to get it if you're with me. So the law for some people in some states doesn't protect them at all. They still have to share it. And think about the people who got it from their husbands, who were being unfaithful to them with other men behind their backs. And those women didn't even know they were being subjected to HIV and they have it. And now they're starting new lives and maybe they want to meet a man. And if they're in a state where they have to disclose, think of that trauma of those poor women that have to freaking share this now, or, or just the people that had HIV, you know, an exposure one time and got it. And, you know, everyone thinks, oh, if you have HIV, that you've been having sex with so many people, you must be like romping around all over town, having sex with Tom, Dick and Harry and all of that. There's so much, um, you know, misinformation with regards to that too. But yeah, so think of all of those people having to disclose when it was like they had only had sex with one person and got it, you know, and it, it ruins you. And so, and also all these laws that, we think are protecting the general public, they're actually keeping people from testing. Because when there's criminal laws based on public health like this, it keeps people from testing because they're so terrified to know whether they have it or not. Because then if you just keep your head in the sand, you can't ever become that criminal. But if you actually find out your status, find out that you have it, now you're under this, you have this law that isn't helping you you're no longer that person who could be ignorant and not know that you had it or pretend that you don't have it. Um, then you become this person who has it. And then you are going to, you're going to be a criminal if you don't tell people before you have sex with them. Um, and it has to be one of it. Well, it is, I mean, I've lived it. I've had to do it. It is the, one of the worst things to have to tell somebody that you have HIV because people hear those three, three letters and there's just, it's the, it's the most shocking for sure. Oh yeah. I forgot there was a guy. Holy shit. How did I forget this? So I'll end with this. There was a guy on Tinder that I had been talking to and, um, <laughs> he says, hi, Jennifer, I'm just putting myself out there too. Not sure either what I want. And I said, 
it's the safest approach. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I put an emoji face with the tongue sticking out. Are you newly single? Um, oh, I just meant that it's the safest approach approach just to put yourself out there. Like, why not? I guess that's what I meant. And then I said, are you newly single? Just curious what brought you here to Tinder? And he said, yes, divorced one six-year-old kiddo. I fucking hate the word kiddo, by the way. Ugh. Anyways, I said, not easy, been there, it gets better. So I'm thinking, and he says on his profile that he doesn't know what he wants, and maybe he's just looking for somebody to talk to, and he's just trying to get through this transition in his life. So I'm like, eh, he's pretty good looking. He was like 41, dark haired, you know, good shape, surfer, all that. And I thought, well, maybe I can be that friend to him, because I really didn't think, I don't know, I just never know where any of these things are going to go, but I was just like, maybe I can be that friend to him, and uh, you know, who knows, maybe we'll have a really hot makeout session when he, you know, after a beer or two and he's feeling like, oh, Jennifer's been so nice to talk to. I, who knows? So I'm in my head, I'm going that route, you know, good friend that maybe we get to make out. Um, and anyways, um, he responds with when I said, not easy, been there, it gets better. He says, yeah, it sucks. Kind of wish for a connection, but I don't. Like he's kind of wanting a connection with a woman, but I don't. And then separate message right after, nor I want to catch an STD. So I see this right away and I'm like, I don't even know how to respond. I literally stopped dead in my tracks and wrote nothing else to him. So the next day he writes another message to me. Did I delete these messages? Oh my God, I might have because I was mad at him. I don't, I don't have it. I deleted it. But anyways, he basically, unless I have it in my deleted, let me check my deleted. Cause it's funny. I saw it in there and I, I basically didn't want to see his messages anymore because it was upsetting. I forgot I was going to talk about it on my podcast. Oh, oh, I do have it here. Hold on. Uh, is it that? No, do, do, do. Oh, maybe it was before this. Jeez, where are these messages? Maybe I don't, maybe I don't. Okay. Basically we go through a bunch of texting and, um, the next day he says, got any plans for Thanksgiving? And I was at work when he sent me this and we ended up talking back and forth, you know, so many messages back and forth. Um, nothing sexual or anything, but flirtatious. And he, um, he finally sends me one message about like meeting up for drinks or something. And that's not it. I can't, I'm scrolling through as I'm talking about, I really was in a, Oh, here it is. Okay. So, so, okay. So it did get a little bit sexual. Um, I said something about, I was referring to sex and I said something about scratching an itch and he put ha 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 scratching, scratching an itch, laugh out loud. We should partner up. And I gave him an emoji like the whistling and then the one with the sunglasses. And he says, so do we move on to the ice break phase? And I said, nothing wrong with meeting for a drink. And he says, tomorrow, today, laugh out loud. Cause you know, we'd been flirting. And I put, I put a laughing emoji in it and I said, tomorrow's possible. And then he comes and says, and this is two o'clock in the afternoon. Anything is kind of sort of possible. Anything is kind of sort of maybe possible. He's trying to be cute. And then he puts in parentheses. I don't know why he put parentheses. Deal breaker, dot, dot, dot. Any kind of STDs, all free of those. I was like, oh, okay. So anyways, I basically deleted his profile 
immediately. Because here's the thing. I don't want to be dealing with somebody who's that like paranoid about STDs when more than likely they probably already have herpes and don't even know it. But when you're that hyper fixated on STDs before you've even met somebody, yeah, it's not my type at all. And um, I like he more than likely hasn't even tested. Maybe his wife, his ex-wife had an affair and maybe got herpes, who knows, but maybe he got something and it freaked him out. I don't really know why he's so like, yeah, hyper fixated on that because that is like a strange thing just to say to somebody before you've even met them, not even knowing if there's going to be, um, you know, chemistry, but to just basically say, you're like, I'm not even slightly interested in you. Like it's a, it's a deal breaker. If you have an STD or an STI, um, it's a deal breaker. Like you're basically, I'm just, I put those people over here. They're not worth my time. Like I'm not going to deal with that at all. And I thought, oh yeah. And I'm going to talk to him about the scariest STI out there. Like I'm going to try to school this guy on this. Like I kept, kept thinking of like all these different ways I could have answered him. And I got kind of like, you know, I, it's personal, you know, and I got defensive in my head and I couldn't come up with anything. You know, it made my heart race when I saw that message and it, it made me realize that he's been talking to the enemy the whole time and he didn't know it. And, um, it scared me. And so I just wanted to get rid of him like a hot potato. And I did tell this story on my Instagram story and people wrote to me and they had some funny responses of things that I could have said to him. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, no one's holding my hand in that moment when I'm riding back and forth to this person. It's very personal. And I was afraid that if I said anything, that I would see him unmatch me. And I didn't want him to unmatch me because it feels bad. And I didn't want that to happen. It's like, it makes your heart race when you see like you've been rejected, even though you didn't even know this person, but I had invested some time and that was flirting going. And I just, I wanted to be the one to pull the rug out from him and make him wonder because he probably was shocked to shit when I unmatched him because I, I we had totally like, he wanted to meet me that day. And so I don't know who knows what he thought after that happened. I mean, he, he's got to realize that it either he, thought that I felt offended by it because I thought it was rude or that I really do have something and I didn't want him to know. Um, who knows? He, he'll never know. And I mean, good luck on dating, you know, and like someone pointed out to me, he's probably going to end up dating the kind of girl that will write on her profile that she's clean. I mean, this is just, it's absurd. And these are the people that don't even test that probably have something as it is. So anyways, that was, uh, yeah, I forgot to add that in my Tinder experience the other day that actually was like the day before Thanksgiving. But yeah, so many people had written back to me, um, when I shared that on my story and were like, Oh, you could have said this, you could have said that. And then one person said to me, you know, it's, it's okay. And it's not your job to always have to be this pillar for everybody. You're human. And this was, your back and forth between him that was personal. And so I, you know, we, this person said, I get that, you know, you don't have to always take one for the team and, you know, school him or educate him and say, cause some people were like, Oh, this would have been a great opportunity for you to be able to tell him, you know, this is what HIV is today. And I thought I didn't want to, because again, I didn't want 
I didn't, who knows what he could come back with. I mean, he could say something really, really mean. And I just didn't feel like feeling that rejection and in any way, shape or form, even just the unmatching would have felt bad. So I didn't want him to have that upper hand over me. So I just chose to say goodbye to him. I did the unmatching and it felt pretty good actually. So anyways, I'm going to end this one here and I hope that everybody's doing well. And again, I hope you had a great um, Thanksgiving and enjoyed lots of family time and good food and yeah, get out there, move your body and um, enjoy the weather. Hopefully wherever you are, it's been beautiful here in California. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Love you all. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.